Progress. Okay, so today's learning should be Lezecher Nishmas Yitzchok Menchaim Halevi Yaakov and Shagafayv Halevi Sarash Leib Bashmol Tzvi Elchanan Mepesav Rishon Rishu Ramban Baruch Menachem 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 and Rufu Shalema Yehudis Bas Miriam. Now, um, so the, the we're up to Daf Ayin Chesem Ralf. It's a, a new topic. The Gemara. Here. The Gemara is discussing the following premise. We know that when it comes to divorcing your wife, you have to either put it in her hand or in her domain. Okay. So the Mishnah had said that even if that if, if he throws it to her in his house, so she's in his kitchen, and she throws it in his kitchen, it's near her, it doesn't do anything. Because how could it be kind? It's not her hand and it's not her chatzar, right? It's not her domain. So it says the Mishnah, even if they're in the same bed together, Okay, and he throws it on the bed. No good. Makes sense. It's not her bed. It's his bed, right? She, he, he owns the whole house. It says the Gemara Amarav Amita Amita Ah, but let's say she owns the bed, meaning it's his house, but she brought in this mattress from her marriage, from her before marriage. It was hers. So then she's divorced. Why? Because the bed is koina. Her chatzer, it's her ke- it's like a small chatzer. You have I'm saying it's like a small, it's her keli. So her keli is kaina. So the same way she owns the bed, she owns the get on the bed. Now here's the point. Now the Gemara says, Tanya Mihachi, the Bryson similarly states, if the get lands on his bed, it's not divorced, but if it lands on her bed, they are divorced. Now the Gemara says an interesting point. That shows you that a person's kalim can acquire in someone else's airspace, right? Because think about it. It's his house, so he owns the whole airspace. It's her bed in the house. And we're saying that it works. That's called, Bemita Shalom Kalev That's someone, that's the purchases, purchaser's Kalem in the seller's domain. Meaning, in other words, you see from here, like usually when you think of like chotzer, you think of binary. My house, your house. But now we're seeing that there's such a musig that my kalim, I can have a chotzer in your house. Oh, so the Gemara says, Shamino, you should learn from here, kalav shalikeach, bershus meicher, kanalikeach. That if I'm in your domain, you're the seller, I'm the buyer, I, I have some, I'm in your domain with a, and I have my purse. I have, I have a brief, briefcase, yeah? You put something in my briefcase, it's kayna. Why? Chatzar. I am in your house. Doesn't matter. So you see from here that you can have someone's kalim can make a kinyan even in the domain of someone else's. So the Gemara responds, no. The answer is no. Generally not. The case is generally you cannot. Meaning, if I had a briefcase, it would not work. Why does it work by the bed? Because the bed is 10 tvachim high and 4 tvachim wide. And 10 tvachim high... And four tefachim wide is a rishus in halacha. Meaning, if I was just in your house, in your room, and it lands, I have, I have this here, very simple. I own this thing, this little tiny little thing. Okay, I'm in your house, and it lands on top. It wouldn't work. Why? Because you're in my airspace. Why does it work by the bed? Because the bed is considered its own domain in halacha. It's ten tefachim wide, four tefachim wide. So it's considered its own domain. So because it's own domain, that's why it works. But had it not been its own rishus, it would not work. Okay. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute, what about the, what about the, the space under the bed? Meaning, the, the space under the tape, under the bed, the, 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 yeah, meaning I understand that you want to say that because it's its own domain, therefore it's separate. But the area under the bed, 
under the bed that belongs to the fa- the husband. Once the area under the bed belongs to the husband, doesn't he own everything? Meaning, yes, the top is the right is the size of a, a rishus b'fnei The area under it, right? This is not ten tefachim. This is not, there's no four tefachim wide. So the area under the bed belongs to the husband. Once the area under the bed belongs to the husband, doesn't he own everything? So the Gemara says, This is an interesting concept, and you have to know whether this applies to the laws of Shabbos or just the laws of Gin. Because the husband doesn't mind that she's leaving her bed there, it's like he's Michael that part of the bed. Meaning, the top part is its own domain. What about the area under the bed? That a person's Michael. The husband's Michael. He, meaning, he lets her leave her stuff there. So it's as if he's removing his domain from that space. That's the point. Meaning, it, 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 like the whole shaila of whether you could acquire something in my domain only applies when it's my domain. But if I'm like here, Menashe, you could have that corner, it's yours. So then that's not a shayla, I gave it to you. So the answer is, when people put a bed in his in her husband's house, and the bed, the top of the bed is its own domain, so it's hers, the area under the bed, it says, if the husband said, it's okay, that could be yours too. He's Michael, Michael Zayn, so fine. Okay, let's go to the next part of the mission. The mission has said that if you throw a get in her in her uh, pocketbook, in her sewing basket, she's divorced. Why? Because she acquires it. Am I? Same point. Why does it work? It's in the husband's house. So, oh, so you see from here that if I have a pocketbook in the husband's house, it's kaina, even if it's in the airspace of the husband. So the Gemara says, no. The case is where she's holding on to the pocketbook. So because she's holding on to the pocketbook, it's considered an extension of herself. Meaning, if the pocketbook was on the floor, then it would not work because it's in the airspace of the husband. But because she's holding on to it, it's an interesting concept, because she's holding on to it, it's considered an extension of herself. And because she's able to be cutting this stuff in her hand, her pocketbook it is, it is an extension of herself. The case is specifically where she's holding on to her pocketbook. Rishim Melakish says, she doesn't actually have to be holding it as long as she's tied to it. Meaning, as long as as she's um, it's tied to, let's say, she, she, it's it's resting on the ground, but she's holding on to the the handle. Then that's enough. Okay. Another explanation. The cases where she's sitting down and the pocketbook is under her feet. I said before the Gemara is going to explain this later on. The whole shaila is can something acquire in the husband's domain. When you come into my house, yeah, when you're sitting, the area under your feet, I give it to you, I'm Michael, right? Because nobody, because that's, that's part of allowing someone to be in your house, is the airspace above you, that's mine. The airspace in between your feet, it's fine. I'm going to let you have that because that'd be weird for me to acquire the area between your feet. That's part of the process. It's an assumed mechila. So therefore, when she puts her pocketbook between her feet... It works because it's not in the husband's airspace. By her coming, by her, by the husband allowing her in the house, he's automatically like Michael that area between her feet. Therefore, if the pocketbook is in that space, it's not. It's not a case where it's in the husband's airspace. It's in her own airspace. Okay, another answer. Of how the pocketbook can acquire in the husband's airspace. Another answer is that the case is where the, the pocketbook is not in his house. He sells pocketbooks for a living, so it's in his warehouse. So therefore, <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, so I, I, the, the, the way Rashi explains it is that because it's not in his house, it's in his area that he's going to sell, he doesn't mind if she leaves stuff there. So therefore, he's Michael that area. It's not like it's in his living room. It's in the area that he's designated for sale. He's not using the area anyway. So therefore, if she leaves her pocketbook there, he doesn't mind. He's Michael. Okay. Rav Yechon explains that the truth is, the area of her lap, she acquires, right? Because again, the husband is Michael. So Makim Kalasa Kanuyulay. The Gemara answers very simply. The same way I said that when Menashe comes into my house, the area in between his feet, I'm Michael to him. A husband is Michael, her pocketbook. Meaning, when a person, when a woman walks into your house, it's the equivalent of you saying, your pocketbook is yours, and the area in your pocketbook is also yours. I'm allowing you to have that space. What's the reason? Nobody minds about a person acquiring the area that they're sitting and their pocketbooks area. A person is Michael. Okay. Meaning wherever she goes, that's her domain. A husband allows her to have a traveling domain in his house. It's interesting. It's... Well, it'll be a Nagaya Kinyanim. I'm selling her something and I put it in her pocketbook. She could acquire it even if she's in my airspace because it's her airspace. It's an interesting thing. The price similarly states if he threw the get into her lap, into her pocketbook, or anything that's like her pocketbook. What is to include when he says anything like the pocketbook? It includes a pouch that she eats dates. They would have like a little food, a little food pouch. That's also like a pocketbook. Okay, fine. New concept. The Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah is telling us a halacha, and that is that when you give the wife a get, not only does she have to know that it's a get, you have to actually say, you have to say those words. If you don't say those words, the, 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 the divorce is delayed. It's not a divorce until you say those words. So the Mishnah says like this, a man was afraid to give his wife a get. So he says, hey, I want you to take this, uh, uh, this letter from the DMV. So she takes it, Obviously, she opens it up. She realizes it's a divorce. The halach is they're not divorced because he never said, or, or she finds the document behind him, seemingly on the ground behind him, resting on the floor. So she picks it up. And she starts to read it. And she realizes it's her get. He left it on the floor, seemingly on the floor, and, and she picked it up. So, and she reads it and she says, oh, wow, I guess this is my divorce. And it's a passive, so aggressive way of giving it to me. And you're not divorced until you say Hagitach. Yeah? What about in the case of a Shaliach? So, so the Shaliach would have to say or whatever. You'd have to say Harizagitach to the Shaliach, or the Shaliach would have to say Harizagitach. Now, by the way, what is interesting from this Gemara, from this Mishnah, the Gemara is going to point this out. You could say Harizagitach after she already received it. You don't have to say Harizagitach, then give it. She could have it, and then you say Harizagitach, and it works. Okay, that's the, the Gemara will bring down there are Tanoim that disagree with this Mishnah. Then the Mishnah says, Let's say he put the get in her hand while she's sleeping. She wakes up, she wakes up, she reads this document in her hand, she says, oh, it's a divorce. Again, not a divorce until you say Hakitach. So all of these cases are the same, and that is, it's not a divorce until you declare this is your divorce. Okay. 
the Gemara just has a kasha. Let's go in one of the case, the second case. The second case seemingly is that she finds it on the floor behind the husband, picks it up, and reads it. The problem is, and the and the Mishnah saying the issue is that you never said hagitach. Forget about that. Isn't it a problem that she has to have it? It has to be delivered from him to her. She can't pick it up off the ground. She's picking it up off the ground. That's a problem. Why are you saying the problem is it, he didn't say hagitach? It's a problem. You can't pick up the get from the floor. The Gemara says, In the second case, even if he says, Why does that work? If she's picking it up off the ground, then he never handed it to her. He said, pick it up off the ground. Then she picks it up off the ground. It's not effective because you have to give it to her. She can't pick it up on her, on her own. So the Gemara says, No, 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 no. The case is where it says she picked it up. It's not that she picked it up from the ground. She picked it up from your wastebasket. Waste, waste, uh, waste, uh, waste. Your, your uh, the pants, uh, what do you call it? It was tucked into the ba- his back, his, his waist. So when it says it doesn't mean off the ground. She picked it up off his, uh, off his waist. It was sticking out of his waist like a, like a gun. And she, she took it. She grabbed it. Okay. So it's not off the ground. The Gemara says, But still, he didn't give it to her, right? If, if I have, if I have a, a get sticking out of my uh, chest pocket and a lady just grabs it, my wife just grabs it, it's also not good. I didn't give it to her. She took it. So the Gemara says, The case is he wiggled like he, uh, he did like a little tush, a little tush move to push the get towards her. So that's considered v'nos and v'yod. Okay, fine. Tan nami hachi, the Bryce similarly states, Amla kinti shtar if a man tells his wife, take this get, take this uh, uh, letter from the DMV, or she pulled the get from uh, his waist, and she reads it, and behold, it's a get, it's not a get until you say hagitach. You see the case is that it's pulled from his waist, his waist and it's not from the ground. Now, by the way, the Gemara, now that, okay, now we mention the Brisa, we're going to continue the Brisa. The Brisa is going to tell us that there's an opinion that disagrees. Our mission is authored by Rebbe. But Rav Shimon Lazar, disagrees. He feels that for it to be a valid get, you have to say hagitech and then give it. So if you gave it to her, you can't just say hagitech. You have to take it back, say hagitech, and then give it back to me. The hagitech has to be said before the nesina. That's a Shimon Allah's opinion. So if you gave it to her and didn't say it, according to Rabbi, just say it, and then you so then she's divorced. According to Shimon Allah's, take it back, hagitech, then give it to her. So it's a machleikis, a Shimon Allah's, and Rabbi. The Gemara, says, the Gemara says that's the first machleikis. They argue about a case where you gave it to her uh, and said it's a letter from the DMV. Then she reads and realizes it's a get. So Rabbi says, just say hagitech now. Shimon Allah says, no, you got to take it back, hagitech, give it. The Gemara says another machleikis between the two, and then nasna biyadavi yishenu. You put the get in her hand while she was sleeping. Nira, she wakes up, she wakes up and she reads and realizes it's a get. And again, she yarmil hagitech to Rabbi. Rabbi says, just say hagitech and it works. says again, no good until you take it back and give it to her. So the exact same machloikas twice. They argue about the first case by the letter, the DMV letter, and then they argue in the case where you gave it to her while she's sleeping. And the Gemara wants to know, why do they have to argue about both cases? Do they, I get it. They're arguing that the Yisoyda Machloikis is, can I give the get and then say Hagitech, or do I have to say Hagitech and then give the get? So why do they have to argue about both cases? 
What's the tachlis of arguing about both cases? It's pretty posh. Tzricha, the reason why they need to argue about both cases is as follows. I'll tell you the Chiddush. The Chiddush is, what's Rebbe's opinion? You can give her a get, don't say it's a get, she reads it, and then you say, oh, hakitach. Okay. You don't have to actually say it and then give it. The reason why they had to argue about both cases is because the case of the sleeping is a Chiddush. Why? When you handed it to her, she wasn't someone who could had any capacity to receive. So you might think that in such a case, even Rebbe would agree you have to say hakitach before. Meaning the case where you gave it to her while she's sleeping, and then she wakes up, and then she's like, get. And he's like, hagitech. That, that's a big chiddush that Rebbe would say in such a case, you don't have to say hagitech before. In the other cases where he said, take this letter from the DMV, and then afterwards he says, oh, hagitech. Okay, I get it, because at least when you handed her the letter, she was someone who had some level of das to receive the letter. But in the case where she's sleeping, she's not a person right now. So you might think that in such a case, even Rebbe would agree that you have to say hagitech before. no. It's always the same thing. And that is, you can hand it and then say hagitech, and there's no difference between Rabbi and Rishim Rolaz. They both, they both argue in all scenarios. Okay. Amarava. Kasav laget. A man writes a get, v'nasem avda and places in the hand of a Canaanite slave, her slave. Okay. Yashin, if the get is, if the Evid is sleeping, umeshamtoi, and she's guarding him, harez get. Why? Because the halacha is, that a slave is her chatzar. Now, this is interesting. I mentioned this sort of yesterday pretty quickly. A chatzar only works if it's called mishtamroi, which means a chatzar has to be a chatzar which is guarding with her interest at mind. If you were to have a chatzar that doesn't care about the owner, then it wouldn't be a good chatzar. What's an example of a chatzar that doesn't have the owner's best interest? A chatzar doesn't have mind. It's, it's an inanimate object. The case is an evid. An Evid is a chatzar, but an Evid, when he's awake, he cares about himself. So if I'm your Evid, I'm not being Meshamer for you. I care about me, I don't care about you. So when an Evid is sleeping, he becomes a chatzar that she's watching him, so she is like, you know, looking over him. So now she is sort of putting her authority over him. So when a slave is sleeping, he's considered a chatzar hamishnameres, and therefore it works. But if the slave's awake, no good. The Gemara says, Near, but once the slave wakes up, in again, it's not a valid because it's a courtyard that's guarded not under her control. It's guarded under his control. But when he's sleeping and she's watching him, she now has power over him. So now it's her, he's a chotzer, and now he's mishtamer ledaita. Uh, um, uh, now the Gemara says Yashin Rishamta erase again. Hamai chotzer malechus yinusan samakasha. When the when the get when, when the evid is sleeping, why is it a good get? Avodim walk. The halacha is that you can't have... Right, I'm telling you right now that an evid is a chatzar, yeah. And when the problem is that when he's awake, he is not guarded for her. But when he's sleeping, he is fine. That's a technicality. But you're telling me that an evid is a chatzar, but it's moving. The halacha is that a chatzar that moves is not a good chatzar for kenyanim. And even if you tell me that it's sleeping, but it could wake up. So the very fact that it could wake up makes it a movable chatzar. So how is that a good chatzar? So the Gemara says, It's a mobile chatzar. And a mobile chatzar, if you were such a metzius where you could actually have a courtyard fly in the air, it wouldn't make a kenyan. 
an Evid is a moving Chatzar. I, Vechitem Yashin Shani, and even while he's sleeping, Rabba's opinion is that any time if it would wake up, it would move. Then if it's sleeping, it's also, it's, it's a step away from waking up. So how is an Evid a Chatzar if it's a moving Chatzar? And the Gemara says, Hilchazabikafas, the case is where he's wrapped up. While he's sleeping, you chain him to a fence. So he is not moving. He is a chutzer that is immobile. That's the case. Okay, fine. That's it. Fine. Now, right there in the Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah will take us to the end of the daf. Not very complicated. If you have a, a, a evident chains that's locked up and sleeping, then it would be kind of for again. Now, the Mishnah says like this. You see, till now we've been dealing with where you're in private domain. So if you're in his house, not a good get. In her house, chutzah is kind of... What if you're outside on Main Street? You're in Times Square. You're Rishas HaRabim. So, If she's standing in public domain and he throws her a get, what's the halacha? Look at the words of the Mishnah and the Gemara will explain. If it's close to her, migureshes. But if it's close to him, not divorced. Now, what's the definition of close to her as opposed to close to him? The Gemara will elaborate. Let's say it's half and half. It's equidistant between her and him. Suffolk divorce. Okay. By the way, so too is with Kedushin. Meaning if you throw, if she's in Rosh Hashanah and you throw the ring to her, By the way, so too it is if you owe me money. Right? You owe me $1,000 and I say, hey, throw me the money. You throw it to me if it's close to me, I acquired it. You don't have to pay me anymore. Close to you, I didn't acquire it. 50-50, Suffolk. Okay. Now, the question is, what is the definition of close to her as opposed to close to him? So the Gemara says, What does it mean close to her that she's divorced? And what does it mean close to him that she's not divorced? So Rav's opinion is as follows. If it's within her arba amis, meaning a person has dalad amis. So if I throw it to the woman, it's within her dalad amis, she's divorced. If it's within his dalad amis, then it's close to him, and they're not divorced. So she has dalad amis, it lands in her dalad amis, they're divorced. It lands in his dalad amis, not divorced. What's mechza mechza? The case is, uh, Mr. Lord and my father, both within Daladamas of each other, and you throw the divorce. So what does it mean? Who, who's divorced? Well, you're both sharing Daladamas, so it's a suffix. Now, the problem with that case is, if that's the definition of Mechza Mechza, is that they're both sharing Daladamas, that's not really good. I'll tell you why. Whoever got there first acquires the Daladamas, right? You're not actually sharing a Daladamas. Whoever got there first, that's his Daladamas. The second one is usurping his domain. So the truth is, it's not a suffix. It's a matter of who got there first. Right? If Mr. Lorge got there first, it's his Daladamas. My father got there first, it's his Daladamas. So why is that a suffix? It's not a suffix. The Gemara says, Lech zi haiminayukadim. Just figure out, just check who got there first. Let's say they got the exact same time. The Gemara says, Yeshel it sounds it's not possible. Mamish, to a millisecond, it's not possible. Someone got there first. Okay, Rav Kana says, you're right. That's not the case of Suffolk. Go to the next page. The case is not where they're sharing Dalad Amis. The case is where they're exactly eight Amis apart. And the get is exactly in the middle. So it's, it's on his half and on her half, right? Mm-hmm. 
we're eight amas apart. That means you have four amas, I have four amas. I throw the get to you, and it lands on the on the mar, on the on the boundary on the on the border. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Hagigabe. If it lands on the border, that means that it's still in his domain. That then it's not a good get. The whole point of the get is that the get leaves his domain and goes into her domain. As long as it's still on his, that that's going to be an issue. So how could that be a suffix? So what's the case of a suffix? I get it. Kar of law is that it's within his daladams. Kar of law is within her daladams. So what's suffix? Don't say that they're sharing a domain because that's not true. Whatever I got there first. And don't tell me where it's it's on the border because as long as it's on his side, it's no good. So Gemara says, you know what the case is? They don't know who got there. They don't know, they don't know if it, it's a machlaikis. Whose Dalaramas it is, meaning Rabbi Raviyasi Dam Tabayu, The case is like this. He throws the divorce. I guess they both weren't looking or whatever it is. The wind blows, whatever, and they're not sure. Two sets of Adam say it was within her Dalaramas, and two sets of Adam say it was within his Dalaramas. That's a Safik. Okay. So that's the first explanation of the Mishnah. That that the that Karavloi is his Daladamas, Karavloi is her Daladamas. Rav Yechon has a different shot. He says, I don't care about Daladamas. I'll tell you outside what Rav Yechon holds. Rav Yechon says like this. He says a cryptic line. Karavloi shani afilumeya ama. Karavloi shanina afilumeya ama. Rav Yechon says, it could be close to her and it could be 100 amas away. It could be close to him and it's 100 amas away. So what does it mean? So the Gemara is going to explain. Rav Yechon's definition of close is not proximity, it's control. I'll give an example. You could throw it to me and it's 100 amas away from me. And it's two amas away from you, but those two amas are a river. You can't get to it. So it's my control. Or the opposite. You, the point is, or, or, let's say there's a dog in that area and the dog listens to me, doesn't listen to you, so you can't control it. I could. Rav Echon holds it's not a matter of closeness, proximity, it's control. The, the Gemara says like this, according to Rav Echon, what's half and half? So let's try to figure this out. So the Gemara says, Am Rav Shem Bar Abba, Ladidim Afayshle Mir Der Yochanan. Rav Shem Bar Abba said, I was explained Rav Yochanan's opinion as follows: Who Yochel Shamro, he ain't Yochel Shamro. If he's able to guard the get and not her, he's able to appoint control over it and not her. So let's say I'll give the example of the river. There's a river between her and the get. It, it might be a, a two ama river, but she can't get to it. So he's able to control it and not her. Then it's close to him, and she's not divorced. Opposite, if she's able to control the get and not him, then they're divorced. Doesn't matter proximity. And what if they're both able to control it? Okay, that's the case of a suffix. That's Rav Yochanan's opinion. They told Rav Yochanan, this is how they explain your opinion. Oh, the, the Babylonians are saying good, in my opinion. That's what I meant. Okay, so that's Rav Yochanan's take. So it's a matter of control, it's not proximity. Again, by the way, most times I would say in Main Street, I don't know, Main Street, like maybe throw it and like she's, it's it's her side of the street so she could control it. It's hard to know exactly. Practically, it's hard to actually apply this in practical halacha. Now the Gemara just says like this, Tanya Mihachi, the Bryce similarly states, Rav Lozar Oimer, Kol Shukarav Miloi, Whenever the get is closer to him, her than to him, let's say it's closer to her, yeah? And then a dog comes and, 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 and eats the get. They're not divorced. Now, that price is a little cryptic. That sounds like it's close to her, so she's divorced. Then a dog comes and eats, and they're not divorced. Let me ask you a question. She doesn't have to hold on to her get forever. 
if she's divorced, I don't care if a dog eats it later. So what does it mean that it's close to her, but a dog ate it, not divorced? What do you mean? If it's close to her, she's divorced. I don't care that a dog ate it later on. A dog can eat it. That's not a problem. The Gemara says, How long does she have to watch the get? If she's divorced for a second, she's divorced. This is what that means. Even if it's closer to her. But if the dog is able to eat it, and he could guard the dog and not her, it's not divorce. Meaning, so it's not a matter of proximity, it's a matter of control. Now, okay, so here, here's the issue with all this. The problem with applying all these halachas is that it could lead to chaos. Let's go with Rav's opinion, yeah? You throw the divorce in Rosh Hashanah, it gets within her Dalit Amis. Dalit Amis is about seven to eight feet, yeah? It gets within her eight feet, the divorce. Outside of her eight feet, not divorce. You know what this could lead to? This could lead to a lot of confusion because she could say, it was within my Dalit Amis. And he could say, it was not within your Dalit Amis. Uh, you know, and, and you understand what people could do. They could be blood libels against each other. As anyone who unfortunately sees what involves a divorce, they have a lot of crazy stuff. And especially once kids are involved, in Mamzeris, all this stuff. So, so Rav Yehuda Shmuel says to his student, Rav Yehuda, Shin, a sharp one, do not make her divorced until it's close enough that she could pick it up by sitting down. Meaning, don't do the Dalit Amis thing. Be machmer. It's not a divorce until it's touching her feet. It's touching her feet, fine. But don't do the Dalit Amis thing because it's going to lead to confusion. The Gemara says, and, and more than that, uvda. Although what I'm telling you is technically halacha, don't even practically do a divorce. Make sure it goes in her hand. Meaning, don't, this whole Dalit Amis thing is, is, is a mess. Just wait till it actually gets in her hand. And the Gemara says, The truth is, such a situation happened where a man, before he died, threw the divorce to his wife, and it got within Dalit Amis, so they were technically divorced. And then he died. Rabbi Yehuda still made her do chalitza. Why? Because he was told by his rabbi, do not treat her as a divorcee, treat her as a widow, until it reaches her hand. Now, he's not going to let her do yibam, obviously, but he's not going to make her do nothing. He made her do chalitza. Okay, fine. Just to finish up this daf, we're saying right now in the Mishnah, we said that the, by a divorce, it's karavla and karavlai. Then the Mishnah said, v'chein in kedushin, v'chein in chayv. So the Gemara clarifies. Am Rav Asim Rav Yochanan, legitin amru this whole halacha that if it lands close to her, she's divorced, as opposed to close to him, meaning if it lands close to her, it's as if it's in her hand, that's only true for divorce, but not for other things, meaning not for monetary law. So if I owe you $100 and I throw it close to you, I didn't pay you back, it's got to reach your hand. Now the problem is, the Mishnah says it does apply to monetary law. How could you tell me it doesn't apply to monetary law? The Mishnah says it does. First of all, it's, before we get to Chayv, you're telling me this is a special law by Gitin, but not by other things. But it applies by Kedushin if you throw a, a ring to a woman and it reaches within her Daladama, she's married. So how could you tell me it doesn't apply to other things, applies to Kedushin? Kedushin is different because it says, uh, Kedushin is different because it says, V'yatsa means we compare Gittin to Kedushin. So the fact that the fact that we make this halacha by Kedushin, that's not a Kedush. Gittin and Kedushin are always together. Okay, but it doesn't apply to other things. It doesn't apply to money. Wait a minute. What does the Mishnah say? It applies to money. The Mishnah says that if Menashe owes me $1,000 and I say, throw me the money, 
If it reaches me, if it's close to me, within my Dalad Amis, then he paid me back. If it doesn't reach me, then he didn't pay me back. So actually, it doesn't apply to money. It does apply to money. So the Gemara says, You know what the answer is? The case is as follows. This makes a lot of sense. If, I'll go with Menashe owing me money. Yep. Menashe owes me $1,000. I'm sitting on Main Street, and he's like, here, take your money. Throws it at me. <laughs> that doesn't work. You can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just, you can't throw money at the guy. That's not a fair. You have to put it in his hand. I, the mission is, because what if I don't want, what if I don't catch it? What if it falls on the floor? I'll get it into my Dalit Amis and someone steals it. Oh, I paid back. That's ridiculous. That's, that's, not how, that's not how business should be done. I, the Mishnah, says it works. The Mishnah is talking specifically in a case where I said to Menashe, throw the, me the money and yaitza. I specifically verbalized, you could throw me the money. But if I didn't, no good. So the Gemara Sakasha. The Gemara says, So wait, wait, you're telling me the case of the Mishnah is specifically where I said to Menashe, throw me the money and be Yitzhazayin. So does the Mishnah have to say such a case? Meaning, in general, you can't throw the money. But if I said to you, throw me the money, then it's fine. Yeah, of course. I could tell you, kick me in the face. Like, whatever. I, I, I don't know. If I'm tell- That's a unique case. I'm telling you... Like that, that, that's what the Mishnah has to tell me, that if I say throw me the money, of course if I say throw me the money, you're allowed to throw me the money. Yeah, listen, you go into someone's house and they say, hey, pass me the, pass me the gefilte fish. And you take the, you take the platter and throw it and it breaks. Do you have to pay? Of course you have to pay because who throws the platters? But if the guy says throw me the platter, you can throw him the platter. That, that's poshit. So the Gemara says, Now the case is where Menashe said to me, throw me the money like a get. What, what he means is, the same way you're allowed to throw a get, throw me the money like it's a get. So the Gemara says, still mala mamra, still it's poshit. The Gemara says, The Chiddush is, the case is, in general, if, again, you owe me, I'll, I'll, I'll change it, Lafros, I'll mix it up, Lafros me $1,000. He can't just throw me money because that's not fair, I don't want to receive it that way. What's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? Lavra says, throw me the money like a get, like a divorce, he could throw me the money. So the Gemara says, yeah, it's Pashat. He said, throw me the money like a divorce. The Gemara says, you might think he could say, I could say, if he throws me the money like a divorce, I never wanted you to throw it. Well, what do you mean? You said, throw me the money like a divorce. I meant, throw me the money, meaning get me the money, and then you, could, you, could, you don't have to deal with me like a divorced wife. Meaning you could see the person saying, I didn't actually mean you should throw me the money. When I said throw it to me like a divorce, give it to me like a divorce, I meant pay me. And then just like my divorced wife, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to see you either. But maybe I'm not actually allowed to throw it. When he says give me money like a divorce, maybe you could argue he didn't actually mean you could throw it like a divorce document. He just said give me the money. And like a divorce, I'm out of your hands. Kamash no. You say like a get, it's got the laws of a get. It can be thrown you, you're able to throw it. Okay. Now, uh, just to finish up the daf, Amrav Chizda. Get biyada, Mashiach biyada. Why a guy would do this is strange, but people are strange. The guy gives his wife a divorce, but has a string, and he's holding on to the string. <laughs> so he's like, here it is, but he's still holding on like, a, like gloves, like little kids that have the gloves connected by a wire. So he hands her a divorce, but he's got the string, which is holding the divorce in his hands. The question is, is it a good get? So if the string is so strong that he could pull the get to him, then it's not a good divorce because it's still considered in his hands. But if the string is not strong enough, and if he were to pull the string, it would snap, then it is a divorce. It increases for lack Okay. Another halacha, just to finish up. Amrav Yehuda. Ha'isayada asuya ke katrapis. Vizarkula 
Let's say she holds like this. She holds her hands up like this with her palm facing down. You throw her the get, even if it hits her hand, she's not divorced. Why? Because she's, she didn't receive it. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Forget it. The Gemara says, Okay, I get it. She didn't receive it in her hands. But it definitely fell within her Dalit Amas. No? If, you, if I throw it and it hits your hands, stomach falls to the ground. That's within your Dalit Amas. So why doesn't it work? Mitzah the Dalit Amas. So the Gemara says, The case is where it didn't rest on the ground, the wind blew it away. Meaning, it didn't rest on the ground, it was blown away. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute, Rav Lazar had a question. When Rav Lazar says Dalad Amis, is that the ground Dalad Amis or just being in the airspace of Dalad Amis? So the very fact that even if it blown away, but wasn't it within your Dalad Amis, meaning according to Rav Lazar, according to Rav Lazar, if, if I throw a get to you and it goes within the airspace of your Dalad Amis, you're divorced, even if it doesn't rest on the ground. So if you hear, I throw the divorce, it hits the woman's hands, and then it blows away. But it still was within the airspace of a Dalit Amis, so why isn't she divorced? Correct, but at least it's in the airspace. So the, I'm saying, for a moment. So you should see from here that the airspace is no good. So the Gemara says, The case is specifically where she's standing over Niagara Falls. She's standing over, over a river. So when you throw it, unless it reaches her hand, it's going, it's going on. If it was on the ground that she has regular airspace, fine. But over here, when you throw it, and because it never, she had her hands like this, it was basically throwing it to be destroyed. Because she's standing over the river, there she's not divorced, even though it goes into the airspace, because that's not her airspace, that's the airspace of the river. Oh, yeah. All right. Stop it. Yes, you mentioned it.